Got a fist of pure emotion. Got a head of shattered dreams. Gotta leave it. Gotta leave it all behind now. Whatever, whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't, I didn't mean it. it. I, I just want you back for good. Want you back. Want you back. Said I want you back for good. Whatever I'm wrong, just tell me the song and I'll sing it. You'll be, be right, right and understood. Want you back. Want you back. Said I want you back for good. Welcome to Podquisition, everyone. Are you are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> can, can, can I just say, as a person who used to edit this show and has heard the two of you just Skype that out of sync with each other, Justin is going to have a great time <laughs> editing. There is a reason why I, I, I had the song on YouTube playing through my <laughs> headphones. Thank God I did, because the moment Gav came in, I was like... <laughs> I've got to. I can. I've got to listen to Barlow. Jim's been playing that song all week. <laughs> oh. I uh, yeah. I, I had to. I had to tune Gav out to do that so that I could just follow Barlow. Follow yeah. the Barlow. That's a T-shirt that I'm printing up. Follow the Barlow. It's a. It's a new social movement. I'm, I'm, I wasn't ready for that start. Oh. Yeah. That was a good start. For fuck's sake. That was a good start. It, it was a good start. That's a good start. Gav's Gav's back. Hello, Gav. Ish, ish. Hi. Ish. He's back. Ish. Gav is is feeling a little sad and nervous today, so bear with Gav. There's no need to be nervous and sad, Gav, because you are beautiful. No matter what they say, no words can bring you down. No. I'll stop singing now. Jim, I have to say, it's been five years, and um. I remember when you first sang on the podcast, it was a different experience. I feel like you've come on a lot in your singing. Yeah, he really has, hasn't he? He's, I don't know whether it's just increased confidence, but like... I feel like you need to bring this into your videos more. Yeah, you, you capture the energy of the song pretty well these days. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm very self-conscious about singing. So when I usually sing in podcasts and videos, I do I deliberately lean into being bad. Yeah. Because if I try to be good, I will feel terrible. Hey, I enjoyed those two what you just did. The thing is though, <laughs> you often find this with people uh who ha who lack confidence in singing is that when they're deliberately being bad, they're actually better because uh they think because of what they're doing is this big fat joke that like they lose their inhibitions and sing much, with much more heart and a, a lot more energy and sing more from their chest. So there you go. I enjoyed, I've been enjoying doing a little extra singing lately. I, I did a bit of singing on Boston's Favourite Son. It's because the other week I was at one of my wrestling shows doing a gig and we were in the middle of, I say doing a gig, you know, it's just just something I'll say, you know. Um, and I was in a, a battle rumble, like, like a Royal Rumble thing where there were loads of wrestlers and there was a bit where it was me and all of the bad guys that I work with all in there with no one to fight. So I did a duet with one of the other bad guys and I sung Christina Aguilera and he sung Backstreet Boys <laughs> and it was so much fun and I've been very sing song. I ended a video yesterday. I did a video on Fallout 76 and started singing Country Roads. That's brilliant. I have to watch that. The mouldy helmets. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a bit of a singing mood these past few weeks. But anyway, I was in an extra singing mood this week to serenade Gavin. Well, this this is also the same reason that my any singing I do on the podcast today, spoiler, will be shit because I'm sad and nervous and my voice is literally a croak today. So particularly... Uh, singers will know this when you're very nervous your falsetto suffers 
in particular, which you would have heard there in my first line and want you back for good. <laughs> uh, should we should we address that elephant in the room? <sighs> yeah, let's talk about that big, hairy elephant. Yes, get this over with, yeah? So we can have a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Gav said he doesn't like us anymore and his mum said we can't play together anymore. <laughs> my my mum listened to one episode of the podcast and unfortunately now I'm not allowed to, to do this anymore. <laughs> he, can't, he can't come. I went to Gav's house yesterday and I knocked on the door and I said, can Gav come out and play football with me? And she said, no, fuck off. Are you still are you still playing with those naughty kids from down the street to say all the rude words? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> playing knock and run. Okay, so yeah. Um, Gavin, after, uh, God, it must be what, five years? Yeah. Half half a decade. Yeah, five years. This, this is episode 250, so near enough five years, yeah. Of dutiful service to nonsense is uh, stepping back, um, not just from podquisition, but a lot of sort of internet stuff, focus on the music. I mean, I, I, I'm yeah. taking words out of your mouth. Um, by all means, Gavin, um, take the the lead here. Well, no, you're right. It's just, uh, it's a general just step back. I don't, like, I made a post on Patreon, which a lot of people have read, but I know all, like, the listeners don't f- not... Like, there's 40,000 listeners to this every week, and I have, what, like, 2,000 patrons. So I know not everyone has read that post. So will I read it out? Is that the best way to do this? Or That that might be the best way to just, yeah, to get, get the info out. Yeah, it's, uh, honestly, because I'm a little sad and nervous today, it's probably the best way I can articulate myself mm. and not leave mm-hmm. anything out or... Or, or, or speak a little more eloquently when I've t- have had time to pre-plan it and stuff, you know, so. All right. Okay, so this is literally just the post I put on Patreon and, uh, okay, so. Hello, lovelies. I'm writing this note to let you all know that sadly, next Thursday, i.e. today, when you're listening, will be my final episode as a co-host on Podquisition. I've given this a lot of thought over the last few weeks, and it's a difficult, bittersweet choice, but I think it's the right choice. First and foremost, let me be clear here that there's no drama to be found. Jim, Laura and myself are all on board with this together, have chatted about it at length, and there are no hard feelings between any of us. So let me try to explain. I'm just going to drink some water, sorry. I dry. It's good for you. And people won't be bitching about my mouth clicks. Nom, 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 nom. You never have to hear my mouth clicks again after today. <laughs> I'll be extra clicky for them. Just... We'll, we'll click in your memory. Yeah. Except, except in the quiet parts in my songs. <laughs> Let me try to explain. <clears throat> As you all know, over the last month, I took a digital detox away from the internet, social media and the gaming world for the first real time in years. To say it was good for my mental health would be an understatement. I can't remember the last time my mind felt so quiet and peaceful Most of you know I've dealt with severe anxiety issues since my youth and have been trying to take care of my mind lately. Whether through therapy, time management or self-care, any respite I can get from the constant debilitating anxiety is always welcome. Meanwhile, over the last couple of years, I have grown increasingly disillusioned, exhausted and withdrawn from the discussion and news around both the video games industry and the people in it. From loot box culture to the life service model ruining beloved developers, to the constant noise, turmoil and conflict regarding the people in the games industry and games media world. It's a lot of negative, angry energy to be around. I've never been good at shutting out my surroundings and as we all know, anger and conflict are contagious. 
I find it really difficult to keep negativity, stress and anger out of my headspace when it's present around me. And the last few weeks away from it all has been a blissful relief. I'm going to be 40 next year and the older I get, the less I feel the need to have an opinion on everything. I also find it more tricky to commit to concrete opinions about many topics these days. And boy, oh boy, have I publicly had some extremely bad feckin takes over the years. Yes, that's exactly what was written in the, in the <laughs> post. Mm-hmm. I'm not a journalist and I'm not a critic. I'm a musician. I don't want to be an angry old man shouting at the internet. I just want to make songs, focus on the fun stuff and make people happy. That's what I feel my role in life is at this point, to create your happy place, your escape from all of that noise. I have also recently become very appreciative of my private time and how much I enjoy just being anonymous and quiet. It's easy to get caught up in ego and a distorted sense of self-worth when you make creative work in the public eye. The time away from social media has been great for allowing me to remember what life is like without that constant stream of two-way access. Sorry, guys, just another drink of water. No worries. It's all good. It's the most I've ever talked on the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're not even interrupting. This is a landmark (laughs) occasion. Halfway through. All right. Unfortunately, this also means that it's time to move on from podquisition. Recently, it feels like I've been somewhat disconnected with no real interest in the discussions we're having, unless it's about some game I love. And that's not fair either to Jim and Laura or to the audience. I have seen you guys start to pick up on this and I don't blame you. These are often important discussions that need to be had and you deserve someone more committed to it discussing it. There are also outside factors. For example, having my music blacklisted from being promoted by certain companies due to my involvement with the podcast. My music is my heart and my soul, my life's work. It's too important and hard earned to have it be impaired due to other people's controversies. And it's also not fair to have that hanging over their heads every time they want to speak about a controversial topic. And to add to that, this week, I noticed I was blocked by a certain well-known game developer who I've never talked about, never mentioned, and never talked to on Twitter. And there's pretty much only one reason I can <laughs> figure out for that, because it's someone we've uh, who has been mentioned on the podcast, but not by me. And that really just made that hit home for me, you know. Anyway, getting on with this. In short, Jim, Laura and all of you deserve someone who can offer the same level of passion and interest as themselves about the games industry. And right now, that's just sadly not doable for me. However, by all accounts, the last three episodes with guests have been fab. And I'm super bummed I missed the gang finally chatting to Ellen. (laughs) And I have confidence that whatever new host the gang find will give the show a fresh burst of energy and life. Smiley face. Uh, The last five years on PQ have been an absolute joy to be part of and my heart is sore today and that was on the day I wrote this and it's even more sore today while I read this out. I want to say thank you to both Jim and Laura and to all of you who tune in every week and listen to us rambling on. I cannot count how many great times I've had on the show. There's no one who can get me doubled over in laughter quite the way these two can and I look forward to listening as a fan. I feel very sad writing this, but it's time to move on, at least for now. This won't change my interactions with patrons, fans, etc. I'll still be around to respond and stuff. I'll just be taking a big step back from the noise of the video games industry world and focusing on the games themselves, my music, and the fun, lighter side of it all. Big love, and I'll see you soon with some new tunes. Keep messing with the best. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There we are. Gab, can I say one thing in response? Yeah. 
You are my sunshine, <laughs> my only sunshine. You make me happy. The skies are grey. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Be ba 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 da bop, ba 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 da bop. Be ba 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 da bop, ba 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 da ba da ba da ba Anyway. Um, <laughs> Listening to you singing Scatman, I'm like, there's probably a very different meaning behind it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm the original Scatman for all the wrong reasons. Poo, everyone. Uh, we're talking about poo. Poo, um, poo big, big jobs coming out of bum holes, smelling of bum and ass and poo. One of my favourite comments I ever read about this podcast was Jim Sterling and his fecal-obsessed uh, friends. And I was like, We mentioned Hi. poo like twice. I, I think there was that one episode where we talked about, you know, taking a shit in the bath and it floats to the top of the water. But like, I don't yeah. think we've been fecal obsessed on this show. There was that whole thing about Laura shitting in my pint. Oh, like... yeah, that was a thing for a while. Yeah. And then there was that the, the whole Arkham shitty thing. I think we come up with like like lots of Batman villains being very scatological. To be honest, I think you two are really fecal obsessed and it it's brought down the tone <laughs> The high <laughs> tone that I set for this podcast. The high, the highbrow show you intended this to be five years ago. Absolutely. I feel like without us, Laura, this show would have been really highbrow. So at least going forward, it'll be like 33 and a third percent more <laughs> highbrow. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There'll be, there'll be a, a sharp decrease in the amount of poo that gets discussed on this show. It's, it's likely that it'll be 33 and a third percent more high-pitched as well. I mean, I don't know who you're getting in, but... There we are. 33 and a third is a George Harrison album, I think. Isn't it the, the, the speed of a record? Is it 33 and a third times the, uh, an LP spins? I have no idea. Or something. I don't know. Maybe that's a, that. Yeah, I thought you were weaving in a musical thing into what you were saying, Gav. It sounds like a believable fact that would be real, but like I don't know if it is. I haven't had records in ten years. You said it so convincingly that I believe you. All right, well we'll go with that then. We'll go with that. Yeah, that's your fault if it's wrong now, Jim. You've done a lie to us. If there's one thing we've learned in the last few years, it's that if someone says a lie convincingly enough, everyone believes them. Yeah. Exactly. Like when you said there was no drama and everything was fine between them. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. No, it is. Uh, it is. Like, I love Gav. Like, that's why I had him on this show. Yeah. Um, and I only enjoyed... Gav's company more and more because that was part of why I wanted Gav on the show was we met a couple times for like uh, escapist stuff when yeah. we were at the escapist together and we met during conventions um, and all we hit it off really well um, and I think yeah it was me you and Yahtzee just did a ton of like chatting and nattering and it was yeah. really cool and I was like Some, something that we haven't really ever mentioned is how much you and Rachel hit it off as well because she's like so <laughs> fond of you. Oh, which is funny because the other halves of people I work with tend to not trust or like me, yeah. or at least that's the impression I get. Oh, my, my other half fucking loves you. Well, I know your other half loves me. <laughs> no, my, mine was very fond of you and was glad when I... Uh... Got involved with you. <laughs> gotcha. Mind you, when I talk about other hubs of people I work with, I'm specifically talking about Jonathan Holmes and Conrad Zimmerman. And considering the things I work with them on, it's no wonder their their wives think I'm the shit. Oh. I I'm just doing a clap here. You mentioned his surname. 
Oh, it's fine. He fucking does it himself now. It was the one rule. I wanted to check that that wasn't a slip up. No. <laughs> okay. The one rule we had when I started working with Jonathan again, he was like, well, yeah. let's let's just call me something else. I'm like, all right, Jonathan off road rules. And then midway through an early podcast we did, he's like, I'm Jonathan Holmes. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. He just doesn't care. Either that or he's, he's doing it on purpose so he can use it as an excuse again to not work with me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. It, yeah. it, it's been it's been a really lovely five years getting to know you, Gav. Like I we, we get asked about, like, you know, sometimes about what, you know, how this show came together. And obviously you two knew each other before that first episode. But that was one of our questions we got this week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, let me pull up the the question was um, from So Gorman Games on Twitter. It'd be nice to hear the individual stories and thought processes that led to the very first episode. Who knew who? How well? Who asked who to be on the show? And what what did you think you were getting into? And I didn't know Gav at all. Like, a few weeks into the show, I realised, oh, I know who this is. He did that Commander Shepard song. <laughs> um, which I know, I know. But, like, seriously, I I can't think of anyone else in in my life that I have spoken to without fail once a week for five years yeah. and gotten on this well with. Like, yeah. you are one of my favourite people to chat with. You are... An absolute fucking delight and lovely, funny, creative person, and you're wonderful. So, oh. <laughs> th- thank you to Jim for introducing me to you, because because oh, you, you're lovely. You're gonna make me cry. No, it's it's gonna be one of them episodes. We ain't getting away from it. You're gonna make me cry over here. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the formation of it. Was I knew Laura, I knew Gav. They didn't know each other, um, but I had great rapport with both, and thought. Well, if I've got great rapport with both, they should have great rapport together. Yeah. And then we went to tried it out once. I believe Laura thought she was only going to be on for like an episode at first. Right. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I thought Jim was asking me to guest on an episode of something. I didn't realize this was come be on a show, and it's going to be a thing we do. Yeah, I was like, so do you want to come back? And she was like, oh, I didn't realize I was <laughs> welcome back. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, and uh... yeah, that was really it. Like there was no. I didn't put a massive deal of thought into it. It was yeah. as simple as, yeah. I like these two people. We'll probably do well. I think the the remit you gave us in advance was you wanted to do a podcast that was actually about video games mm. and wasn't like 100% off the rails. Like that it had, video games was the tangent that was going to keep it going like a direction. I agree. And I think the reason that this podcast was so good, to blow our own trumpet there, was because none of us got involved in this for cynical uh, reasons. We all no. did it because it would be fun. We all just wanted a fun place to chat about video games with some silly people. Yeah. Like when Jim Jim asked me to do this, I didn't think, yes, this would be good for my music career. I thought, oh yeah, that sounds like fucking loads of fun. Yeah. Do you know? If you did it because you thought it would be good for your music career, <laughs> then I made I would a massive the biggest fucking error. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the worst judgment. Like, <laughs> well, th- thinking back, I don't think I think that first episode that went out, the published episode one, I think is the first time that we'd all as a trio spoken. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. We might have chatted for maybe like ten minutes on Skype before we started the recording, but like, yeah. I am consistently amazed at how quickly we found we found an energy and we found a good like we we found that I I think I. 
the chemistry. We found that chemistry as a set of people podcasting. And I and it, and it changed over the it changed in a very organic way over the years as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely like shifted as a show. Um and that's an, I don't think that's ever been like a conscious choice. It's just sort of no. become what it's felt it needed to be in any given time, but 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 I think what you said there it's never been a conscious yeah. choice. I think that pretty much sums up the last 5 years and I think that sums up I I hope and I think why people like it because most of the stuff we do we don't go in pre-planning and like this is we have to do this or we have to do that it's just yeah. we kind of just roll with it and yeah Laura tends to ask us what we've been playing so she yeah. knows yeah. to so she's got things to keep us on track when I decide yeah. to go off and talk about <laughs> toilets or whatever now who's fecal obsessed yeah I I don't think that was ever that was ever a conscious choice but I sort of fell into Putting a topic list together so we had things that we could talk about, I think was always the plan, like making yeah, sure that yeah. we, we had enough stuff that we could fill the time. Yeah, yeah, like I never decided that was something to do because I'm very seat of the pants when I do yeah. podcasts. I never go in with a plan ever. But Laura started doing it. And I'm like, well, OK. So and then so that we, we just have this sort of rough skeleton of potential ideas and topics. We don't always hit them either. We no. just no. Of, often there's a lot of stuff we don't talk about on that list, but it gives us like mm. a. A framework of it, it's useful like it knowing how many games each of us have played for example means that like we can make sure that if someone's got a game they want to talk about it doesn't get skipped just because the other people waffled on too long yeah. and there wasn't time yeah yeah, yeah. We try and get everyone's thoughts in on the things that they want to talk about oh yeah and if ever anyone's been away for a week we'll always chat about what they played even if the others have already chatted them speaking of which yeah. i hope i can come on in like april or may and chat about cyberpunk oh. and, and Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, you're always welcome back. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. If if there is any game that you want to talk about, just like message either of us and go, I want to come back on a guest this week. You you are here in a heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we will have you back on. That was like that was like one of the top questions I got this week. Was like, will you be back as a guest? And I was like, well, I hope so. <laughs> It's it's not a thing I wanted to like say on your behalf, but I'm like we would fucking have you back in a heartbeat. Like yeah. when Elden Ring comes out, when uh, Cyberpunk comes out, you are fucking welcome. That's nice, you know. Despite the fact I've been shitting all over you both on social media, all week, <laughs> and like, Jim and Laura are such assholes. You know, fuck them. They better let me come back because uh, you know I I made I made this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some people think you did. I, I, I took time out of my day to downvote comments on Reddit that were like RIP Podquisition or Gav was the only one I liked. You know what? <laughs> Everyone has their other, you know, their tastes. And there are people who literally, there's one person and I, uh, no, you know, there are people who didn't like me, <laughs> you know, and that's totally fine. Yeah. There are people who oh, yeah. don't like me. Like, yeah. I will see comments on Twitter where people will tweet me and go, "Podquisition's a great show. It'd be fucking better without you on it." I've had that. I've had that too, and that's fine. Everyone has their tastes. There are regulars on the Jimquisition subreddit that don't like me. <laughs> you know, what? it's totally fine if you don't like me, and yeah. you can stick it up your fucking arse. Yeah, you, you know? can stick it up your fucking arse. You ain't getting rid of Gav this easy. We are dragging him back, kicking and screaming. I don't give a flying fuck. And you have nothing to do with why I left. So eat my ass. <laughs> We've all seen those people and we're like, they can fuck off. This is don't care if you don't like Gav. He's our fucking friend and we like podcasting with him, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Exactly. 
you fucking turnip. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I want to. So, I do want to come back for Elden Ring and Cyberpunk because to not talk yeah. about those would be sinful. Sure thing. Like you message me anytime. Like we we regularly chat anyway. Yeah. So just hit me up anytime. We'll just see how uh, controversial Cyberpunk is when it's released. Because if the, if <laughs> if that's all the discussion that's going on about it, I'll just not bother. Well, how's how's about this? If it gets controversial, you can pre-record just you talking your thoughts, and we'll slice yeah. that in the episode, and you don't have to <laughs> yeah. interact with the rest of it. We'll just we'll slice some Gav in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gav's corner. We just come up Gav's corner. We'll play some little tinkly music. Do 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 do. Gav's corner, and then you can talk about Cyberpunk every week <laughs> for five years. Uh, goodness so do we do we want to while we're here talk about some video games we've played and do that our last time together i say our last time we're going to do it again in the future probably but we'll do that one last time yeah i feel like we may as well because as i said before we got on i think this might be one of the only ever times where i'm actually up to date with some new shit that came out and we've all played similar games yeah Uh, we've all been playing contra rocor yeah <laughs> so, Gav, what have you been playing while you've not been on Podquisition? Well, I played a fair bit of Gears 5 and I played mm-hmm. a fair bit of Borderlands. I nearly said Borderlands 2. It's 3, isn't it? Borderlands 3. <laughs> yeah, it's 3. Yeah, Borderlands 2 was the good one. <laughs> Do you know, Borderlands 3 is fine. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> well, how, how are you getting on with them? Um, which one will we talk about first? You've bo- have you two both played both of those? I played both of them. I've played, but I've played some of both of them. Yeah. So, whichever one you feel like talking about first. Um, well, I suppose we talk about Gears first because Borderlands okay. will probably take longer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's a real return to form, I think, and uh, it 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 has. They have made the uh, millennial characters much more likable in this one. <laughs> I really like Kate as a protagonist. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't in the last game like her or JD. No, no. But in this game, they're growing on... Well, maybe not JD. He's a bit of a knob. But Kate and what's the other lad's name? Uh, it's one Del, syllable. Des? Del, Del, that's Del. It. Del Preston. Had to beat him to death with his own shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Del's a, a fun character, and Kate have yeah. him and him and Kate have a nice chemistry together, and I, I like playing as them. They're they're, they're a lot more not only likable but personable. Like they feel like they have personality outside of um, like when I think back to some of the old Gears of War games, like my brain fills it in as gruff McMahon meat shouts at other gruff McMahon meat, and there's definitely a lot less of that here. Yeah, yeah. and 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 this is coming from someone who loved the McMahon meat. Oh yeah, no, like you know that it's great for what it is, but it's it's not a nuanced uh, thing. <laughs> like literally, the moment this game won me over was when Cole comes flying up the fucking road on a bike, <laughs> screams out, "It's dinner time, bitch!" Drives the bike into a fucking monster's face and blows it up. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is good. This yeah, is that gears. was good stuff." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I really liked it. I think arcade mode is a wonderful touch. For the online, because I I stopped being interested in Gears multiplayer uh, after Gears Two, Gears Three didn't do it for me. Um, Gears Four certainly didn't. Is arcade mode like a competitive co-op or? No, it's it's basically it's still like online multiplayer deathmatch shit and all that, but. They added in a couple hero shooter things. So the character you choose has, and they don't really have a mega effect on gameplay, but they have a special. And the, the more points you earn while playing uh, allows you to unlock new weapons. And 
you don't start the game with everyone with shotguns rolling around shooting each other with shotguns. So people are using cover and playing it like you would play Gears of... Like, like I always imagined Gears of War would play yeah. with cover and, and a bit of strategic thinking. Hmm. Without the Nasher shotgun... People aren't just rolling around seeing who gets to explode the other one first. Yeah. And consequently, I kick so much ass in arcade mode. I'm popping off headshots left and right. I got my bolt nice. up, feeling great. I love arcade mode. You know what I love in this game? In the campaign, they've made headshots so much easier. Oh, yeah. Because the the headshots in this game are so goddamn satisfying that I'm glad they made them easier for fucking scrubs like me. Oh, yeah, they've always been great if you can pull them off, just that yeah. that wet that, splat. That, <laughs> that melon splat noise. It, it in some ways reminds me of the feel of, like, the 2016 Doom, Yeah. in that it's, it's easier than ever to do really fun, gross murder with, like, ah, I blew yeah. your fucking head off, and yeah. it's just nice to be able to go... Bam, bam, bam. That's three heads gone great. Exactly. And there like there'll be times where I knew I was aiming like at like that bit between the locust's neck and shoulder, but the head still exploded and I was like, Yeah, thanks, game. I, I you know what I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for giving <laughs> you know? me the benefit of the doubt <laughs> yeah. and letting me have the cool you, thing. So yeah. you knew what I was aiming for, you know. <laughs> the game just thinks I'll let him have it. The game it's, like you know, it's fine. I knew what you were trying to hit. Here you go. <laughs> Well, that's it. Like, sometimes you just want a game to go, I see what you were getting at. Have you cool... D- why, d- why deny you the fun? That, that said, this is not an easy game. I've, uh, oh, no. I'm playing on normal and I've died a few times. Like, that's... Uh, I didn't die, like, at all, really, in Gears 4. And uh, in this game, there's... And uh, this uh, comes down to uh, actually one criticism I do have of Gears 5. There are too many one-hit kills in this game. I don't like how many enemies can down you with one hit or one barrage. Or... Yeah, the um, the the what they call the carriers or the snatchers, the yeah. they're fucking annoying. Oh man, there's mm. a fight with a snatcher down a mine, and I died about four times in that fight. It's a, there's a snatcher chasing after you, and uh, there's all these fucking uh, juvies which are like the. There's the little ones that run around after you while you're trying to fight the snatcher. And the snatcher can one-hit kill you with its long-range attack. And then it also keeps downing your AI partner, Dell, who, by the way, is the worst fucking AI partner since Dom. That shit should, mm. that shit should have been left. Dell should not be able to be downed. I'm sorry. He should not. Mm. I've died so many times because I've had to run and rescue that fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've never been a fan of one-hit kill moves that have any kind of like short wind-up in games. Like, slight side note, um, I've been playing a lot of Astral Chain recently, which is that Switch exclusive uh, platinum game that came out. Yeah, and there's a few late-game bosses, particularly on harder difficulties, that have one-hit kill moves. That have gravity that pull you into the move. Yeah. And if you happen to be in an unlucky position and that move spawns where you happen to be, yeah. and you've not got a bit of distance to get on a thing to get you out of the way, you just fucking lose that boss fight. Yeah. Like getting back to gears, like, yeah, there's a few enemies that they're not necessarily that bad, but that definitely have really short tough to, uh, tough to avoid if you're in the wrong spot uh, wind-ups that can just be like, no, you're dead. And they have insane tracking. Well, yeah, that too. There's one boss which is basically the Berserker from Gears 1, and it 
not only runs at you, but it, it has a long range attack. And I, I got so pissed off by dying to that one, that long range attack that I actually just said, okay, I'm just going to die a few times now to test this. Mm. And I tried dodging it a bunch of different times during that attack. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you dodge when it shoots, if you dodge at the last second or the middle, it'll always swing around and hit you. It like, it just follows you wherever you go. And I think that's complete fucking bullshit it does track very partially yeah. uh, that doesn't feel good in a game and I, I and I, I thought that was bullshit but you know overall you know they were minor niggles yeah what did you think of the the almost Zelda like approach to some of the areas uh, I'll be honest I could do without it uh, it was fine the first time the big ice battle but then when it got to the desert and it was the same thing, it's like, oh dear, I hope this isn't the same for the entire game. Because it's kind of boring just flying around empty spaces. <laughs> right. I can see that. I found yeah. it fairly interesting. I kind of liked it, but I can definitely see it. I, I, th- I feel it would have been better if there were some more things going on. Yeah, I agree. Or if there was more, um, even more visual difference between parts of the levels, because it all just looks exactly the same. And I got a bit annoyed, actually, because I couldn't find the last of three side mission things. And it took me a while to find it. And that shouldn't happen in a Gears game. But that said, the skiff, or shift skiff, is like quite possibly the best feeling vehicle I've ever been in, in a video game. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. I think that's what that's what kept me into it, I think. Yeah. That's why I like those areas is it really is very responsive, very fast. Um, they, they really nailed feeling like you're skiing on the ice or the sand. It's so satisfying and just flowing. And and there, it, it, there are even turns you think you're not going to be able to take and the skiff just goes, nah, nah, we got this. You got this. Yep. Well done. You, you did this insanely hard turn. I think, oh, that's really, really well-designed vehicle. Honestly, it, it, it comes back to what you were saying before about those headshots. It's occasionally the game just nudges things to stop you having an infuriating time. Yeah. Like, it, it takes a little control out of your hands to make you have a better, smoother experience, and I'm really mm. okay with that. Especially considering Gears 1 had one of the worst fucking vehicle sections in, no, all, God. in, uh. in all of gaming history. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times, that one. Speaking of one-hit kills. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's a real return to form, and I think they've done a fantastic job with it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it's, I, I really liked it. And I, I heard it's. I heard there were like 3 million people playing it at one point, which is yeah. really cool, because... The Xbox needs a success story, you know. I I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it more than I expected to going in. Yeah, me too. Like, me too. Gears is one of those franchises that for a while, you know, I'll get round to playing them, but I don't get excited about them before they're out. But like, yeah. this one kind of brought me back in. I I have heard from a couple of people. There's a thing happens toward the end that pissed a lot of people off, and I don't know for certain if it's what I think it is. A minor, minor spoiler, but I think from what I've heard, it does one of those moments where you have to pick who to save. And I'm like, eh, eh, I feel like we should have left that behind with Mass Effect 1, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe maybe some people love that kind of stuff. But See, here's, here's the thing. I love that kind of stuff in a game that is all about that kind of stuff, where that's mm. the whole point. I don't like that in a game where the whole game has been linear and... 
suddenly it's thrown in sort of out of nowhere at the end. I'll say one thing about the end portions of that game is it does the thing that Gears of War campaigns are famous for and it's really getting old. I, I've no idea what that is. But <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one thing actually I love about the story in this game? Yeah. yeah. The stuff they have done with the lore and the backstory of the Locust and everything is so good and it they've done it in such a way they've managed to keep us making sense with the first three, the first trilogy. And all of these questions we wanted answered in the first trilogy and I was super frustrated at the end of Gears of War 3 that we didn't get any of this stuff answered. And in Gears 5, you get all this stuff answered, and it's great, and it really fits in with the lore, I feel. Yeah. You know, I, there there may be some giant fucking plot hole somewhere that I haven't noticed. <laughs> well, like I said, this one does something that Gears is famous for doing towards right. the end. Okay. <laughs> Just when the credits roll, don't expect to sit back and think, hmm, that was a satisfying conclusion. <laughs> no, I don't. It's gonna. It's just going to probably end halfway through a fucking level that you thought was going to go on for another five <laughs> hours. They need to make sure you buy Gears 6 somehow. It's like, it's Gears. Yeah. You're on Gears 5, three million people playing. It's a Gears game. You're always going to sell a sequel. Yeah. You do not need hooks. <laughs> yeah. You've got them on the hook. You don't need to, to stick more barbs in. Anyway, it is a very good game. I played Horde mode a ton. I played a lot of arcade mode. I stopped. I wound down now. It's one of those games where I fear playing too much of because of the microtransactions and the way they're done is exactly yeah. the kind of thing that gets its hooks into me and makes starts yeah. starts tempting me too much. So I've been leery about going back, unfortunately, but, you know, that's just the effect some of these games have on me. Yeah, no, yeah. we're all susceptible to it. No matter how much we hate them, we're all... And that, that uh, actually is something that I will be mentioning in a very positive light when we talk about Borderlands. Yeah. Yes, I've been praising it, yes. I'm, I'm going to run out for a wee, though, so you guys talk about anything else you played this week. <laughs> no worries. While, okay. while he's running out, I'm going to tell you about a game, Jim, that is like has shot up to being one of my Game of the Year contenders this year that I think is well worth checking out. Uh-oh. And is short enough, I think I can sell you on playing it. I'm worried that I know what this is and I'm going to disappoint you, but but do... Oh, that's, that's, t- that's, that's totally fair. It's... Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh, okay. It's not Untitled Goose Game. Good. Because I don't get that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Should we just quickly get Untitled Goose Game out of the way? Um, I've started playing it. I think the concept is kind of cute. Um, I'm not far enough. I like. I've not finished the game, but each zone does feel kind of repetitive. Like every zone is steal these items, uh, get this person into this location. Uh, I, I like the concept and I find it kind of nice and fun and cathartic to um to be an angry goose and make my wings all big and honk at asshole kids that keep trying to kick me. Uh, I stole a kid's toy plane and shoved it in a shop so he had to buy his own toy plane back and that was kind of fun. Um, but it it's not the it's not the runaway. This is game of the year territory that like you know I've seen other people hype it up as. Yeah, I had so much hype about this game. People bigged it up so much. Uh, yeah, and I played it, and I'm like, "Is this is this it? Is this what made everyone so excited?" Uh, forget about Untitled Goose Game. Yes, there's another indie have. game that came out the other that came out the same day, and is like the secret sleeper hit indie game of that day. Yeah, it's called Sayonara Wild Hearts. It is a music rhythm based pop album neon, uh, very queer game where 
it's about 90 minutes to do a playthrough start to finish if you just do each level back to back and play through it. And basically you play as this young woman who all of the all of the gods in the sky that are sort of represented by the arcana, they've all had their hearts broken and it's real sad and they all need saving. So this heroine sort of falls out of her bed and, you know, goes off on an adventure to go save these these goddesses. And it's real fucking gay. Like, super good and gay. Really good stylish presentation. Um, everything about the way this game is presented is just like... Uh, how do I put this? It's up there for me with, like, the two comparisons I would make to it are um, Tetris Effect's blending of music and gameplay, as well as, um, like, the sword slashes mixed to music in Wind Waker, in terms of just really satisfying mixing of visual and audio stuff to great effect. Mm -hmm. It's not a super long game. But every single level of it does really creative stuff with a very limited tool set. Um, like, the only real mechanics you're dealing with in each level are move left and right, and maybe press a button to do that level's specific gimmick. Um, it reminded me a lot of Wonder Song in terms of, here is a really simple core mechanic that we found a bunch of cool ways to, to use that all make sense. Um, it's just a really fucking stylish music rhythm game that has a really nice moving story told through female-fronted pop music, and it has some really fucking cool set pieces and stuff. Um, it keeps changing genres in ways that um, keep it feeling fresh. It's just a really fucking stylish game. Like, if you want to know if this game is for you, just go and look up like five, like one level... Any level you like, just go and go on YouTube and go Sayonara Wild Hearts gameplay and look for a, like a five minute clip or something. You will know from watching a clip of it whether it's going to be your jam or not. Right, because I've, I've seen you bring it up. I've seen you mention it on social media. I see that you, you posted an article about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the name I really like. Hmm. I, I, I gravitate toward games with interesting names. It's why, it's why I paid attention to A Machine for Pigs, because that's just a brilliant <laughs> name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll check it out. I could do it with some colourful queerness. It's, it's, it's colourful, it's canonically queer, it's got a really good style, and just... Yeah, the, the, the balancing between um, going for high scores versus just getting through levels to hear the, the cool music. Um, it is a game that I went and watched a trailer for that game and was like, I need to buy this right the fuck now. Like, it 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 lives up to its premise if you watch footage of it. Um, so yeah, that's that's very quickly crept up to like... It, it's in that camp of games like Journey that I think for years I'm going to come back and play every now and then and just have a couple of hours of... That was a really beautiful little thing that I that I want to come back to. All right. Journey is a perfect game. There's my controversial opinion for the last episode that's not actually controversial at all. <laughs> it's um, pretty close. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Gab, did you did you play Tetris Effect much? Were you one of the people that really liked the music and gameplay mixing in that? No, I never played it, but I watched videos and I really admired what they... Because I... Personally, find Tetris stressful. <laughs> yeah, that's super fair. But it was it, it was very very cool what they did with the music in that game. Yeah, I I would recommend look up some footage of a game I've just recommended to Jim. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh yeah. It it's a music rhythm game that's like ninety minutes long. Lots of neon colors and queer themes and oh, really yeah. nice uh, music. That like 
its mixing of gameplay and visuals and music feels very in line with what Tetris Effect was doing in terms of how well it mixes those things. Like, even if you don't play it, go look at some footage. I think you'd appreciate what it's doing with music. Speaking of colours... Yeah? I like a game that lets me colour my own cosmetics <laughs> that I have earned in-game without having to buy or gamble oh, for in a loot box. God, yeah. Should we, should we talk about that Borderlands? Yeah. Doesn't Borderlands 3 show how far we've gone in a bad direction for games? It shouldn't be a surprise, but I really like a game in which I can just unlock cosmetic stuff all the time and it feels special. Here is something that really shows you the insidious fucking effect microtransactions have had on gaming, right? I wanted a gun skin that I couldn't afford and I legitimately got annoyed that I couldn't just buy it instead of grinding for it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. What have they done to me? <laughs> to the game's credit, though. Yeah. The currency that you buy cosmetics in, the one the cosmetics you don't find, the ones you buy, the currency is not all that harshly distributed. Once you reach a certain point in the game, yeah. you start getting it really basically enough to get at least any one skin for guns and characters and cosmetic pieces you want. And, and I immediately bought the rainbow skin because it looks so silly and wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the painbow skin, yeah. The painbow, that's it. The only one I needed. The thundery, lightningy one as well is really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then so many, the guns all look so fucking cool that it, I almost end up not using the skins because it's a shame to, to change them. <laughs> some of them, yeah. Some of them I'm like, I could change the skin on this, but yeah, like it, it looks really sleek and nice. Yeah. There's one gun I, I got, I started a new game plus even. And it's, I don't even think the game's all that great. Like it's decent. It's more Borderlands. Yeah. But I'm just playing it because at least it's got this satisfying sense of reward that so many games in that price bracket don't have. But yeah, new game plus, I got a gun that um is green and thorny with rose patterning on it. So it's this green, red, oh, rose pattern gun. Nice. And I'm like, this is gorgeous. Green and red is my favorite color combination ever since I saw Amelie back in the day. Ah. Which, by the way, is my favorite ever movie. Amelie. 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 Yes, I know. <laughs> what, who was it did the big joke about us before? I, there was... uh, Justin McElroy does um, uh, yes, an his... Amelie impression. Yeah. I fucking love that. That's my favorite ever movie. Oh. It's, it's a pretty beautiful movie. Every single shot in that movie is a, a fucking painting. Yeah. It's, it's no Suburban Commander. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Toxic Avenger. Oh, no. Nothing is. Here's what I'll say about Borderlands. Um, I've been really enjoying that game as a game to turn off all of the fucking voice acting in for most of the oh, time. God. Most, God, of, yes. most of the fucking jokes in it are not good. Like, I've been using it as my listen to a podcast and grind to just to collect things and have that good sense of I collected things and that made serotonin happen in my brain. This game legit has the most annoying villains and the most annoying dialogue I've ever fought. And it never shuts the fuck up. It, it never shuts up, and it's full of jokes that... They weren't even good when they were originally around, but they're like decade-old meme references that are just yep. not... They're not jokes. It's, do you remember a 2005 meme? Yeah, like Borderlands 2 got criticised a lot for being like meme humour. Like some people was like, oh, it's just Reddit the video game in terms of humour. But that one looks 
positively sophisticated compared to some of what goes on in Borderlands 3, like Amber Lamps references. And, and if you're doing a, a, a Rick and Morty reference, putting in two oof. characters called, like, I don't know, are they Mick and Forty or whatever? It was, one was Wick, Wick and Blorty or something. Yeah, but that, that's not a joke. That's just look at the thing we we have. Do you know this? Yeah. If you hang around on the title screen, Pickle Rick rolls out from under a car. You yeah. know who that is from that show. And then this is one thing that's always fucking pissed me off since the last. No, not always, but it pissed me off in the last game too. Borderlands is so tonally inconsistent and up its own fucking arse. Because there's a moment in this game where a character uh, passes away. It's a minor spoiler. And we're supposed to give a fuck. And in that moment, I was like, this was not earned. This does not stir any emotion in me other than mild irritation because it was just completely out of tone and really. And and then the whole story then revolves around that moment. And you're like, and it was the same in Borderlands 2. They did the same thing. Yeah. I was like, fucking, that's so inconsistent. Like It wants to be taken as non-seriously as possible until out of nowhere it goes can we do a serious for a second okay back to nothing means anything yeah, yeah. it's you, you're not you're you're not always sunny guys you yeah. can't do that <laughs> you know? ironically though the one bit that made me at least smirk is the one mission that's actually about memes yeah mostly because like you're you're trying to hook up the the echo net like the borderlands version of the internet has had some Hyperion blocker on it, like a firewall. And you're you're unblocking it so that this character can start posting memes. And it's because he uses a voice changer. So you're hearing this deep, distorted voice just going, Yes, I must have more memes! <laughs> and it was just the delivery that I'm like, okay, ironically, the one thing in Borderlands 3 that is explicitly about memes is funnier than all of the meme humour in the game. Yeah. The game made me think of, like, the worst co- Instagram comment I ever got, which was like, this Instagram is awful. It's just pictures of you, no memes. <laughs> <laughs> my head nearly cringed into my fucking penis when I read that God. comment. No memes. No memes. No memes. What can we do without the memes? Like, here's here's the thing though. Like, as as bad as some of that stuff is, and as ignorable as it is, the moment to moment gameplay is fun enough, and the the rewards are so frequent that I'm having fun just playing it, not really paying attention to everything outside of the gameplay because the gameplay is just really fun. I'm jealous that you find it ignorable. This is what I mean when I said I turned down the voice acting. There's a thing in this game that they keep doing. Which is there's these there's these logs around the levels by this guy called Typhon, and it's actually kind of interesting little story. And when you find each when you find all of them in a level, you unlock a weapons cache. So obviously we've been doing that, and uh, but they put them in story sections where literally you take two steps away from the fucking log, and the story interrupts it and starts talking over it, and you're like. Shut up! Just shut up! I can't. I was playing this with my buddy Colin, and uh, and we've played every Borderlands together, and never before have we been yelling "shut up" at the fucking game so much. (laughs) Just shut up! The ability to skip through dialogue would be good. Like I, I pay attention to dialogue in all games, but in some games. I will read the subtitle quickly and then skip to the next line. Yeah. Depending on the game, if the voice acting is not all that great or I don't feel I need it. 
you can't do that in this one. But when Handsome Jack would talk and taunt, I always kind of got a little chuckle out of it. I thought that's good. You know, it was stupid, but it's funny. And he was, I thought he was well written. Yeah, Borderlands 2 was a lot better. These two, there's so <laughs> much you could do with a couple of YouTubers. Like, they're clearly yeah. supposed to be, like, a take on the Paul twins and those kind of... The whole cult of personality streamer yeah. thing is an interesting angle, yeah. But they really just did... Oh, they made an absolute balls of it. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was playing it thinking, like, you can... There's an interesting discussion to be had in what it's got to say about that. I think it's because Mikey Newman left. I mean... Wasn't he, like, one of the head writers? He was involved. I think Anthony Birch at some point was involved as well. Um, I think he wrote most of, or at least a big chunk of Borderlands 2. But whoever they've got... It's, it must be a different team doing it now. And it feels like they're, they've turned, in terms of writing and tone... Borderlands 3 is everything everyone said about the others, but really living up to it. Turned up to double rainbow. Yeah, I think the reputation in the other Borderlands things was a little overblown, but Borderlands 3 has grown into that. Mm. And it's like, no, we are now straight-faced everything everyone said Borderlands was. Every time I watch movies with Mikey now, I'm going to be like, please write Borderlands 4. (laughs) That series is really good. Yeah, it's a fucking... Really good series. Yeah, if you want a good like YouTube series on movies, Movies with Mikey is really good. And and Mikey Mikey is also just an all around great guy. Oh yeah, he's lovely, lovely stuff. Um, he and I, I think we fell out a little bit, or at least he stopped talking to me for a long time after Colonial Marines came out. Um, this is the this is the problem with you know this this is the problem with the games industry. It is, and this is why I'm taking a step back <laughs> this kind of stuff you know i've i've been blocked by people i admire for no fucking reason other than being on this podcast even though i've never uh, personally mentioned them you know and it's like okay fair enough <laughs> what fixes that for me is the moment i found out i'm blocked i lose all admiration for that person i'm like clearly you've got no taste <laughs> clearly you've got no taste for my twitter and all of its memes um but not to just dump on borderlands 3 because it does do some good stuff and it is mm. A decent Borderlands game, you know? This this is the funny thing. I've been, like, dumping on it. And I, I've actually seen this in a... I watched a few YouTube reviews, like, from Skill Up and stuff. And each of them did kind of say, look, it sounds like we're being really negative on this game, but the actual bulk of the game, as you said, Laura, is so fun. Well, that's it. Like, I, I have criticisms, but outside of that, all I really need to say is it's really fun to shoot stuff in that game and it gives you lots of rewards and it makes you feel really good for shooting more stuff so you get more rewards so you look cooler so you shoot more stuff so you get more rewards. That's really good. I will say this though, more than any game ever that I can think of, play this game in co-op. Good lord, because I spent about 20 hours playing it solo and at times was just having a pretty honestly miserable experience because the amount of enemies that spawn and just overwhelm you and it just weapons felt like pea shooters and there were bosses. Bosses are fucking awful in this game if you're playing solo. They're absolute. they all have shields up in front of them. You have to hit them from certain angles and you just, if you're playing a Zane, oh my God, you're fucked when you, like there's this boss called Killavolt and he had an un- dodgeable fucking AOE attack where the entire floor turns to fucking electric lava. Killavolt is the worst boss. Yeah. The whole Electro City, like I didn't have much issue with a lot of it, but the whole Electro City Killavolt area is the pit. It's a weird area, isn't it? 
the enemies respawn at a really annoying rate and just getting from one side of that area to the other is a real pain in the ass. Yeah, when I first jumped into it, I was like, suddenly everything was like one or two or even three levels above me. Yeah. And it was, I suddenly was underleveled. And even when I got to a comparable level, it just felt, yeah, just a weird area. Very bullet spongy. Did you two play it solo or did you co-op it? I tried to do a bit of co-op. For some reason, I kept getting kicked out of co-op games. Oh, really? I'm not sure if it was stability or people just didn't like me. Um, but I had a tough time getting into co-op on this. This was on the PS4, so I don't know if it's different on PC, if it was easier there or whatnot. Well, I, I, like, I, I, have, I saw a lot of people complaining that the game was too easy. And I was like, are we playing the same fucking game? Because I've died to this. I had to level up five levels above Kilovolt before I could kill him. <laughs> You know, and the same with that goddamn Katagawa ball. Mm. Like, I, I would go into that fight and it would kill me in one fucking hit. And when you don't have your pet or when you're when you're Zane, basically, you have nothing that can revive you. And there's no enemies spawning to get, you know, your second wind. But like one hit from that Katagawa ball drains all your shields and all your health. That's fucking ridiculous. That ball is annoying. I spent a lot of it hiding in a corner or under a shelf. It's fucking... That should... One hit kills. And, and it's the same problem I had with Gears 5. Those should not be in a game in this fucking... Unless you're... Unless the, the thing is really easy to dodge, you should not have a one hit kill in a game. Yeah. Especially... And I was fighting this thing. I was two levels above it. And it was still one hit killing me. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. Um, and then... I tried the game in co-op and good lord is it easier like yeah we just melted kilovolt literally it took it took about 30 seconds to end that fight that's weird i feel like i had the opposite experience oh yeah ah. those moments where i did get into co-op because it, it ups the enemies it, i mean it ups the loot as well but I struggled more in co-op. I found myself dying more in co-op, whereas oh. in solo, I was getting through it not super easy. I didn't think it was too easy, but I got through it at a decent clip. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. It was completely the... Maybe it's because I played as Flack in my co-op, and he's just super OP. Like, his skag <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I, I had an experience more like Gav's, and that yeah. was an interesting one for me because I've only ever previously played Borderlands games single player. They have been very much single player games for me. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, this was my first time really playing co-op, and I found it much easier. Mm, I don't know what that was. Particularly with the, with someone like Killervold who like has a shield. Because hitting him through that shield is a real fucking pain in the ass when you're on your own. He is annoying. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did find weirdly overly difficult, though, was the um, like Circle of Slaughter, I think it's just a name of a map, but it's that basically horde mode. Oh, yeah. They've got a wave-based mode for co-op. <laughs> and I don't know why that's... like I love wave-based mode stuff. Like I love horde mode in Gears. But this one, I'm like, everything is dealing ridiculous. Like, again, one or two hit kills. Yeah. And... But that you've got to survive like five waves, but each wave is itself separated into rounds, or it's, it might be the other way around, survive five rounds, but they're all separated into waves that get harder and harder to the point where I got to round two and I'm like, did I not just do all five waves? No, there's another four. I don't think I've ever gotten past round two. Once the jabbers come out and they're all, and there's like five badass jabbers on the map and they're all doing one or two hit kills. I'm like, no, no one I've been with in that mode can survive. 
You know what had a really f- a good, fun, little wave-based uh, side mission? Rage 2. It had that, you know, that, that that silly arena part where you have to fight all the enemies off. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rage yeah. 2, I felt, did that really well. You know what? It's, it's, it kind of sucks that Rage 2 had such a lackluster story and anything memorable about it because the actual gameplay in that game, I thought, was fucking fantastic. Anyway, Gav's tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're allowed every tangent you want this week. I should warn the audience I'm after two beers, so I'm a little, little bit tipsy and I'm having a third now. So Yeah, that's all right. That's that's all right. I, I I'm I'm one drinking as well with, with, with Gav after I heard he was having one. I was like, yeah, this this seems like the week for it. I am nightmarishly sober. <gasps> I have been for ages. Oh no. So that all of the demons in my head can yell at me. That sounded way darker than I intended it to. <laughs> The demons in your head, yeah. And listen, there's lots of music. Oh, uh, <clears throat> a special announcement, by the way. There's been yeah. something myself and Rachel have been waiting for for over a decade mm. that we finally got to experience this month. And it's a huge life event that I know lots of people will be wanting to hear our thoughts on. And yeah. yes, we both really loved the new Tool album. Ah. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, I did have a question about that in here. One second. Um, ben Wincote wanted to ask this week, uh, we need one final episode of Gav's music podcast. Oh, yeah. What music have you been enjoying recently? Well, <clears throat> actually, I was going to play something for you. <gasps> oh. Yeah, but it's going to be hard because my voice, just bear in mind, my voice is shit today because A, A, I'm tipsy and B, I'm emotional, so... <laughs> It's still going to be a thousand times better than anything either of us chuckle fucks could do. Oh, absolutely, yeah. All right, now, tipsy guitar playing, singing, haven't done it in a while, uh, so bear with me. Oh, wait, Rachel's coming in. Hi. <gasps> oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> she, she literally just dropped in another beer to me. Oh. Lovely. <laughs> That's why I love her. She's, no. she's fucking awesome. She's, she's a lovely awesome. one. Yeah, she's the best. She has been very good to me over the last week, as you can imagine, because she knows I'm a bit sad. Sure. Anyway, anyway. <coughs> and I don't know how out of sync we are, but you can sing along. Coming back No way out to city When I know that there's hard cash Coming back Hard, hard cash Don't want no easy money Oh no Hey, hey, hey Time to put your metal to the test now Oh, 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 oh Hey, don't you know you're messing with the best now? Uh huh, uh huh. There you go. Oh, I did a little bit of a cry. <laughs> that was wonderful. I can't believe we never signed that on the podcast till now. I know. Doing a double bill as well. That was delightful. Saving it for a special occasion. Actually, that was another question I kept getting. It was like, 
are you still going to let them use your songs at the start? I was like, well, well, I hope I hope they still want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck else are we going to use? You've got great music. None of us can do fucking music. Replacing it all with Hadaway. I mean, what other royalty-free music is there at this point? You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you said you've been listening to that, that Tool album. Oh, my God. I lo- do you know why I love it? Mm. It's an album about becoming an old fucking fart. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's slower, it's more it's more mellow, it's kind of hypnotic, it's just beautiful. And we we went uh to another country last week. Uh I'll tell you guys all about this later on Twitter, don't worry. And we lay down together, synced up our Spotify's and listened to the whole Tool album together and just had our fucking minds blown. Ah, uh, like, it's it's so uh, nice when when you can do just a. I'm just gonna enjoy some music for a bit. Yeah. Um, my my partner sent me a uh, music mix the other the other week by um Grandmaster Funk, and I literally just put on a good pair of like um noise cancelling headphones, lay down completely in the dark on on my bed, and just. I don't know why, but I thought you were gonna say completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think it's a like Grandmaster Funk. I meant Father Father Funk. Um, but yeah, I just sat for forty five minutes just listening to some music in my headphones, just lying on the bed, and it's, the it's really nice sometimes to just shut out the world and go. I'm just gonna focus on music for a bit with no other distractions. Exactly, and it makes me so happy to know that like, and this has factored into my recent decisions. It's like it makes me so happy to know that. Out there in the world, there are like hundreds of thousands of people who do that listening to my shit. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. I like, I need to give more time into making stuff that they can do that too. You know? It's it's, yeah. it's it's weird making stuff that has more of a shelf life than a week and this, it, you know, it moves on. Well, unless it's Commander Shepard. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it. it Putting more time into long form stuff and stuff that's like serious stuff outside of video games recently, I have some. Um, I feel like I can understand some of that. It's 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 a very different thing. Going, I made a thing, and this had an emotional impact on someone that isn't just here today, forgotten tomorrow. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. But but that has also happened on Podquisition. I feel at times. Yeah, and... yeah, we've 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 had our times on that. Like there's. Uh, what was the one I put in the the topic list? Uh, I think it was episode yeah. sixty eight. Origami Killer uh, is one that we had quite a few people bring up when talking about this being your last episode. Where we just stopped at the end and had a real frank chat about like dealing with suicidal feelings and you know getting through them and still being here. And like that episode has come up a bunch as people have gone like, "Yep, that fucking meant a lot. Really helped in a tough time." Like. I feel like we've, you know, a lot of what we do is goofs and nonsense, but we've, you know, we've gotten real sometimes. The feedback we've gotten from people anytime we have had any of those episodes where we talked about, you know, keeping your soul and spirit healthy and mental health and everything, we've, those, the feedback we've got from those has been just beautiful to read and really uplifting. Honestly, like, that's what I'm hoping people take away from this, this, this last episode with you as a sort of permanent host is... Mm. When I heard you were going, like, you know, of course I was, you know, I was sad, but honestly, my main feeling was like, I know how important mental health is, and I'm really glad that you've, you know, 
had that moment of introspection to go, this is a thing that's going to be better for me. And you've made the tough choice. And I think... Oh, and trust me, it was a tough choice. (laughs) Anyone who's listened and has been one of those people is like... They... They've always been really respectful of, like, you know, you, you've got to look after your own mental health. So I, I hope that, like, that's the takeaway people have is, like, don't don't be sad. Be, ha- be happy that, you know, things, things are going to be good. Like, literally every day this week, I've I've woken up with that have I made a terrible mistake thing in my head. <sighs> but at the end of the day, I, I know deep down it's the right thing for me, you know? I... I often I I find when you the choices you make where you feel that way about are often the best choices you can make and like not to compare it too much to when I left the escapist because there were very easy and clear uh, reasons to leave when when I did that but at the same time you got to think like when I left there I thought oh this sucks because I won't get to chat with like you know Jim anymore or Yahtzee or you know Mm. the, the but but this is the thing about this: when you develop friendships, they stay. You know, and yeah, yeah. What am I even talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm getting emotional. No, it's it's okay. But yeah, you know, my messenger's always open. Like I I like it when we have our little chats about games. S- same here. I remember you ranting at me about the evil within that time, just all night. <laughs> it was brilliant. When I get fucking ragey at a game that I know Jim's been playing, I will message him about it. <laughs> Instead, yeah, I used yeah. to post it on Twitter, <laughs> and then like people were like, "Oh, you're just always raging about games. It's so pointless." So I'll just rage at Jim now instead. <laughs> yeah, and it's always a pleasure because yeah. my real, like I said, my re- most of my real life friends, like they don't, you know, they're not into video game. Like this is my link to video games world. Yeah, you know, my most of my friends are like music heads. They're not gamers, you know. <laughs> so, but again, it's not going to go away though. We 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 are still here if you want to talk about video games. Like, yep. you know, not every conversation between friends about video games has to be streamed out to the world. I say, as a person who streams all my thoughts about video games out to the world, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I so want to come back to talk about Elden, like Cyberpunk. Yeah, everyone's going to be chatting about that, but Elden Ring. I mean. Oh, El- Elden Ring, one thousand percent. Like, if you want to be back for like a month after that for your continuing <laughs> thoughts, like, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, like we we that. need at least very much like we had for Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Like, we need at least one podcast where all three of us are just going on and on and on about it to the point where anyone who isn't interested in that game wants to throw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Because uh, I don't know who the new host is. I don't know if you, you two probably know, but... Well, Rowan Atkinson's people said he's not interested. <laughs> I tried. Rowan Atkinson. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know when we want to talk about that. I mean, I can... I've... I've yeah. I, I made a very natural choice. Yeah. Um, I don't think... A lot of people even guessed it. I don't think it's a surprise. Yeah. Um, but in, it's not Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> it's it's disgraced former Have I Got News For You host Angus Dayton. So... <laughs> Not quite Atkins, but got ourselves a big get. No, it will be, of course, Conrad Zimmerman, who I think someone who can meet the the depth and richness of Gab's voice nice. is is important. Um, so yeah, I mean, Conrad's will be a bit more cynical, I think, but he'll fit right in. That's who I was expecting. I have to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's no big surprise. Well, it's it's a choice that I think makes a lot of sense because not only obviously have Conrad and Jim done a lot of stuff together over the years, but also like 
I've podcasted with Comrade every week for the last, I think, like, year and a half. We've been doing Indeed, a, a yeah. Dungeons & Dragons podcast together. So, like, we know that the, the chemistry is there for all three of us, that it's a, it's a, it's a trio that should work. Yeah, and I realise I might be sounding like I'm putting Conrad down by saying, oh, it's no big surprise, oh, fuck him. Um, <laughs> the reason why it's not a surprise is because he is such a good fit and yeah. works with us too so well. And he and I, I mean, we've known each other now for... I mean, it must be close to 15 years yeah. and we've worked together so closely on, on audio stuff, podcasts and other things that there's no one who would, if, you know, if we unfortunately have to replace Gav, which we do, there is um, no one more suitable to pick yeah. up the mantle and take the show in a different way. It will, it will obviously not be the same. It will yeah. be different as a result. I agree. There'd be no one. There'd be no one to defend Assassin's Creed now. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to bring you back for that as well. Next time they squirt one of those out, we'll have you back on just to stick up for it. It's, but yeah, it's 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 obviously going to be different, and you know we've not recorded a podquisition with with Comrade yet, so we won't know until that first one. I'm sure. You know what? I'm sure it'll be fantastic. We did have him guest once. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we did. You're right. He he gets on that one talk telling his E3 stories, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. and and again, not to put Conrad down at all because Conrad will fit perfectly. Oh yeah. But the last three episodes, by every account I heard, were still fucking fantastic. So you guys, you can make that energy work. You know. We had a nice little run with guests. Yeah. We had Ashens was very popular. Um, Ellie yeah. Ellie Rose was great. Ellie Rose is fantastic. I. I want to do, and I'm putting this on record, Ellie, you have to do this. We are going to do a one-off podcast together about Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh. Uh, in in the, the question thread for this episode, Ellen has tweeted me, how is he enjoying Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning? <laughs> so I feel like Ellen would be up for this conversation. Yeah. I feel like uh, if there's one person I want to do a one-off podcast with, that's it. That's Ellen. Because I met Ellen... Oh, uh, Ellen's Ellen's Skyrim, lovely. At the Skyrim concert a couple of years ago, and she's a real sweetheart, a lovely person. Yeah, but yeah, we had uh, we had Mari and Stacy from Geek Remix on. We had um... oh, who also uh, one of them I follow on Twitter and is uh, lovely. Is it? She goes under Apocalypse Queen. Uh, so that's Stacy. That is Stacy's Apocalypse Queen. Oh, Stacy's cool. Um, but yeah, both of them are super lovely. Um. Yeah, we, we had a nice... Um, oh, yeah, we had uh, Casey Explosion on as well. Ah, Casey. Yeah, we've had we've, we've, we've had some nice people on. And we've got one more guest lined up because we had Holly Green on for that week where we didn't do a podquisition yeah. because we unfortunately couldn't get her voice file yeah. um, up and running, so we were missing a third throughout the whole show. Holly was going to be back... Was going to be back this week, and then we we're like, we, okay, we need to move that around. But uh, yeah, we'll have Holly on at some point. Like, probably give it a couple of weeks for us to get into the new show feel. But yeah, so she was she was a great guest when she came on. Yeah, I mean, the podcast we unfortunately couldn't rescue. Like, she was fantastic. I'm really sad we had to. Oh, uh, she she was high on our list of like get the, get you back. Yeah. Um, plus Conrad and, and Holly um, have known each other for years as well, so that should be a good podcast. Nice. And, ho and Holly can defend Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, shall, I, shall I go through a couple of the questions we had from from or topics and things we had for this week? Just as a sure, yeah. let, let me have a look. And but I I do just want to say too, just quickly, like best of luck to Conrad. Like, oh my God, you've no idea what you're getting yourself into. 
<laughs> Make sure to just talk over them back. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm like, how am I going to get a word in anymore? Because I feel like Conrad and Jim are both more talkative than me. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be taking the gap spot of trying to get a word in edgeways. <laughs> It'll balance out. Yeah, I It'll know. I know. We're so conscious of it these days. Con- Conrad's got a very natural balancing. Yeah. That's one thing I've always appreciated about Conrad is he... He moves in and out like a velvet cougar you know, when doing. Oh, that was a Phrasing, great thing I just yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. So some some questions we've got, some of which are you know more or less about things, but just because c- we're all here together. Uh, Cage Ryujin on Twitter wants to ask, "What's the piece of work that each of you are most proud of?" Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, as the inventor of Dark Souls, <laughs> I'd just like to say that, that I'm very pleased that everyone enjoyed it as much as they did. We we were we were unsure when we uh, when we first started putting it together, and I said, you know, what if Demon Souls but dark? And people said, yeah, you you're you're out of your mind, Jim. And I said, just do it, just do the thing. And they did, and everyone loved it. And thank you so much for your kind words over the years. <laughs> thank you. I, I'm blessed. I think that's a beautiful uh, a beautiful sentiment, Jim. <laughs> Yeah. Um, as as we're both honored to get to speak to the creator of Dark Souls, you know. I yeah. Mean, Jim Jimizaki. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blow me own horn about it too much, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, or ring my own bell because of the bells <laughs> I put in Dark Souls. Huh? <laughs> huh? Uh Yeah, proud work that you're the most <laughs> proud of. Funny enough, um speaking of Dark Souls, I have more than come to peace with Fire's Fade over the years, and I think that's a fucking... When I listen to it now, I think it's a fucking fantastic yeah. song. I, I still can't believe you were ever down on it. Yeah, I should not have listened to the dissenting voices at the time because mm. that is a great song. And I also... It is fantastic. think that my favourite, proudest moment ever uh, as a musician, not as a whatever, but was when my album kicked Nightwish off the number <laughs> off the number one uh, metal oh. spot, and that mm. that album was especially interesting to me because it had nothing to do with video games, and I was like, mm. yeah, that was very vindicating for me because like uh, my music yeah. isn't just liked by people because it's meme or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I can make just songs about you know Celtic Irish fucking lyrics and warriors and yeah. Grania Whale and fucking my life and still people like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh on a on a side note sort of connected to that, it still boggles my mind. Like I, I still have fond memories of when the first episode of this went up. Mm. And we went above like we were the top rated podcast on iTunes briefly when we first went up. I think we we outpaced Welcome to Night Vale and that was a fucking weird thing at the time. Very briefly, yeah. We we yeah. we eight oh, inched yeah. over them, yeah. Holy yeah, shit. but I, I think for me, like, and this is weird to say about a thing that hasn't come out yet, but it's the, the, the as stupid as it is, the Butts book, because like I finished writing that back in February and I, I don't think that's stupid. So here's, here's what I'll say, like, you know, I put I put my memoir out a couple of months ago. I'm, I feel really proud of that on it. Like, I'm so honoured at how it's been received and all of that, but I, there's that bit of me with the uh, the 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 memoir that was like is still terrified that maybe it's shit and that like secretly I it, no one has told me that it's shit. Um, the butts book I finished drafting in February and I came back to it like six months later to do the 
final checking that all the editors hadn't fucked it up when they were doing all their editing. And I read through it and I really liked it. And I wasn't paranoid that it was bad. And that's such a rare feeling for such a big project. That's always good. You know it's good when you're, you you suddenly have confidence in your own work. Yeah, that I'm I'm not paranoid that it's secretly bad. And that is such a rare feeling for me. Like I was reading through it, I was like... I got a bunch of my favourite people in this industry to contribute to this stupid fucking idea, and it it was making me laugh and smile. I'm like, I feel so good about that project. I can't wait for it to come out. You know what, Laura? That brings me to an interesting question for both of you, because this is Mm. something I struggle with a lot. When you say this isn't bad, I struggle a lot with my work in that uh, there are certain aspects of it that I'm always confident about, and there are other aspects that I'm always not, like, like every time I put out a new song, right? At these days, I'm really confident that it's a good song and it's a good songwriting. There's a good chorus. There's a great build. There's a certain elements of it that I'm, mm. uh, if someone says this is bad, I will think in my head, nah, you're wrong. <laughs> and that's yeah. arrogance as well. But, but when it comes to like the audio side, the technical side, that uh, mm. this snare drum has too much boom in it or this, this guitar is too scratchy or whatever. That side of things I really lack confidence in. And I'm wondering, is it the same for both of you that like, is there one aspect of your work you're always confident in and, and another that you're not? Yeah. I'm always confident in my concepts. Like I always, I, I usually am like, I am happy that this is an interesting concept that I'm that I'm tackling. Yeah. Where I get paranoid is about the technical execution of my work. Like I am a self-taught writer. Um I have, you know, I failed my exams at school like the I I have I have some disability stuff to do with reading and writing and you know around that. The the sheer craft of putting together words, I am consistently paranoid that, like, have I been repetitive and not noticed? You know, is my uh, writing structure to uh, this or to that? Um, particularly with, like, writing these, these books this last year, um, there has been a lot of paranoia about, am I being too repetitive in a grand scale? Am I, you know trying to get too many words out of something I don't have enough words to, to fill. Am I? Like, j- just paranoia about the project size and paranoia about my technical skill. And I don't think those are necessarily rooted in, you know, actual things to worry about, but they're worries I have. I think, I think Jim, I've, I've definitely seen you uh, express frustration at the technical side of your work many times and oh yeah audio especially audio quality is is my biggest hurdle um some of it's a lack of knowledge some of it's just i don't know Mm. like like this issue i've still got where gain that my computer is adding gain to my audio recordings but only when i'm on skype or google hangouts whenever basically whenever i do a podcast mm. and that's the only time it adds gain independent of the gain on the actual microphone or sound mixer um mm. and i'm always worried like i've got top-notch equipment now i've got equipment recommended by you gav and something about it still and i think only i notice it because a lot of people say it's fine but in my mind it's never good enough mm. i never sound good enough i'm the same and I think I think there's an important lesson to be learned here that we will never learn in that, like the vast majority of people who watch or consume our work. And and this goes for anyone out there who's making creative stuff. 
they kind of don't give a shit about this stuff. There, there are yeah. like, there are songs I cannot listen to that I've made because the drums sound a certain way that I don't like, or I feel I fucked up uh, a certain element of the mix. And this is something that with when the song has over a million views and there's all these comments, not one person's ever pointed this out. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I that that book I released a couple of months ago, I have had two negative reviews, one of whom was mainly ranting about the fact that she didn't believe that teachers ignoring bullying was a thing that happened in UK schools. <laughs> um, Fuck. Yeah, no, she gave me like one one star out of five on Amazon and complained that like, A, she complained that my memoir was very me, me, me. And B, <laughs> oh, she, there's this writer's going on about how she complained to teachers and they didn't stop it. That's not like the experience I had with school. God's sake. As someone who was hideously bullied in school not in the uk but in ireland teachers do ignore it yeah no they do because they can't do anything about it yep but my point is like there's two negative reviews out of all the people that have bought that book and in my head i'm still like yeah there's two people though those 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 two yep the one aspect of my work that i i'm confident in is i know when i've written a good script yeah. By the time it's a video, I might be full of doubts about it. But when, once I've finished writing a script that I know is good, I know it's good. Yeah. I know I nailed it. Yeah. Um, that Dark Souls one I did, I finished writing that, and I'm like, that's that's as perfect as I want it to be. That was a very good vid. Yeah. And then my 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 vocal delivery is something I'm confident in. Like mm. I t- I carry this into video game media work and the wrestling. Is I know you give me a microphone and I will talk. Did that little EQ tidbit I gave you for Justin help any? Um, I think all of all of the um, equalizing and normalization and, and compression stuff you've given me has been of tremendous use. Yeah. Because that, 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 I forgot to mention this to you when I sent it to you. That will vary by room you're in. If everything you do is in the one room, then always use what I sent you. But if you move to a different room, don't use it. <laughs> right. Understood. But yeah, I mean, I'm, at the moment, it's all in the one place because yeah. I found a place with some decent acoustics yeah. and some good thick carpeting, which you cannot understate the importance of, um, really. Um, but yeah, like that. Those I'm confident when I've written a good script, and I know that if you just shove a microphone in my hand and tell me to talk, like I'll cut a promo, no bother, mm. and and I can deliver lines really nicely. But every, everything else, I've got terrible self doubt about. Yeah, I'm I'm usually happy with the idea of the things I've written, and you know that the the, the concepts I'm usually confident in. Um, as as a side note, a thing recently I was really proud of that I also have now finished off more was um, that piece I did when I finished catching all those shiny Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu. I finally fun- fucking finished 10 months later playing that Pokemon game 600 hours deep. Wow. I, I have caught every shiny, leveled them all up to level 100 and beaten every <laughs> Master Trainer and there is literally That's nothing amazing. else I can do in that Pokemon game. Fuck that game for doing that to you, Laura. <laughs> oh, no. I had a fucking great time and i don't know what to do with myself now until sword and shield come out in two months uh yeah um other questions i'm just checking if we had any others um honestly i think that's probably it for questions did did we did do any of you have any favorite moments on this last five years that you just want to talk about because 
It's been a wild one. I mean, it's brought up a lot. Yeah. But when when Gav first busted out the round the twist theme, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's still such a memorable moment. It was that was always great. If I can remember this, Jesus. Have you ever ever felt like this? Wait, no, we got we got a plectrum. Have you ever ever felt like this? When strange things happen, are you going round the twist? Have you ever ever felt like this? When strange things happen, are you going round the twist? Woo! Woo! I think. I think part of the magic of that when it happened is I don't think you'd done any singing on like any whip the guitar out on the podcast before and it just so caught off guard by like oh, something magical is occurring. Yeah. What is this majesty? I was at a, an event recently that I sang at. It's the first time I've sang in five years live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of the people there were like, what the fuck? Gavin can sing? <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. It was like, well, it's my job, so I should be able to. And I, it's One actually, hope, yeah. speaking of... Uh, uh, of stuff here, my vocals have been always the one of my least uh, confident areas in my life. Oh, uh, your your voice is fucking lovely and magical. Thank you. <laughs> you I, you I, got I, a very good voice. I often wish I could sing along because all all of all of the rock bands and metal bands I love, they all have like high tenors, but I'm a fucking bass baritone. So like my only favorite singers I can sing along with is like Typo Negative or David Bowie. <laughs> You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to throw out a couple of episode titles that were uh, Gav centric. That oh. um, what one of them that is one of my favourites. Episode one hundred and fifty one is simply called Gavin said something brilliant, but we forgot it, and now we don't remember it for an episode title. <laughs> Did we ever figure out what that was? I don't fucking know what it was. I tried. I was trying to rack my brains. <laughs> I tried skimming through the episode before we recorded this, and I'm like, I, I couldn't find it. Whatever you said, it was fucking brilliant. It's and in it there was... somewhere, and it's brilliant. Yeah, but here's the problem: is every time we bring it up, I'm like, oh, I'll skim through and find it, and I can't find it by skimming. I need to properly listen to the episode <laughs> to find it. I do, I do remember that episode because someone brought it up, and I could not, for the life of me, remember what. This the is the thing... problem. None of us could. Yeah. We all remembered it was fucking brilliant. None of us remembered what it was. Oh, here we go. Didn't even it remember was... what the topic was. Now, someone has put it in the comments. And <gasps> I don't, I don't remember what this was in reference to, but it was obviously a microtransaction. It was one kaching <laughs> to rule them all. It was Shadow of of War. Uh, I want Kaching to rule them all. That, to yeah, rule them that all. is something brilliant that Gav said, but we forgot it and didn't remember we it for an episode it. title. Remember, it would have been a great. That would have been a great title. I I think Gavin said something brilliant is still a great title. It's all right. <laughs> We've all said <laughs> um, better things. <laughs> there's there's the episode one sixty eight that's just Gav's piss story. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you did tell a piss story. The time I got caught pissing on a wall by a police uh, man and police lady and. Was a very cheeky little boy to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, episode that I really loved. One of my favourite episodes we've done of this was uh, episode one hundred and seventy nine, which was that episode when Jim couldn't make it. It was just me and you, Gav, and we just had a real chill one. Yeah, to be honest, Laura, anytime Jim's not there is pretty cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Probably with... the best episode, really. <laughs> it 
it was nice to have like it was such a drastically different uh, pace and tone of episode, but it was just it was a really lovely one. That's fair to say about any episode where it's just two of us, no matter the two. Yeah. There's a very different pace, and I think there's a lot less. Because uh, when there's three of us, everyone's trying to get a word in, and it can be complicated. But when there's two of us, things have a different flow to it. And for some, yeah. that can be a little bit more lethargic and boring. But any episode I've done with either of you where it's just the two of us has been great. And I'm sure you yeah. two have done episodes together where people have like, oh, yeah, this is lovely. I think we have, yeah. And they've always, they've always been lovely. It's... It's nice to know that, like, the pairs within the trio can can work for stuff, and it's always been really nice. Well, I've just I've just always been amazed that people want to listen to me talk about things. That's something with my music. I worked on I've worked on that for two decades, and I've gotten to a point where I know I've put the time in to get good at this. But when it comes to talking about things and sharing my opinions. That's something that's always amazed me that people have actually wanted to hear my thoughts on things because I don't consider myself a particularly interesting person, you know. I'm constantly like it is it has been my job for the last five years is to tell people what I think about shit, and I am still constantly amazed that people want to know what I have to say about shit. Yeah, and and thank you so much for wanting to listen to me for the last five years because I. I certainly don't consider myself that uh, interesting or smart or anything on any of these topics. And I could come out with some terrible takes sometimes, but, you know, you guys we always... All, we all come out with some terrible takes sometimes, but I I love hearing your thoughts on stuff. Like, you... The stuff that you love, you love so wholeheartedly, it's really... It's infectious. I do. So my, <laughs> That was one of a, a, a comment I really liked on the podcast one time. Someone said, I'm so jealous of Gav because he likes stuff so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I would very much enjoy being less critical of things. I it's nice to hear that that's been a thing it's been really nice to have you on the podcast, is to have someone that just likes games and isn't tied up in the nonsense. Because it's nice to remember that games are good. I've never understood the people who get angry over positive reviews. Like, I think it's silly to get angry over any, any review, yeah, really, but... in, gen- in general. But I at least understand the 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 gut instinct of feeling a little personally attacked if someone doesn't like what you like, especially if you tie too much of your identity into it. But being angry because someone liked something. I've never understood that. Same. And I've had people try and, like, if I've negatively reviewed something, someone tries to show off by saying, well, I bought it anyway, I'm buying it anyway. And I'm like, good, Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. I wish I could. I can somehow understand it when it's something that's competing with you. Like, I know a lot of musicians who really hate the way modern uh, music industry sounds, and I can understand mm. that. Because a lot of it is absolute fucking vomit. And there are so many amazing artists out there who should be getting promoted and listened to and, you know, a chance. But they're not because the shite is getting a chance instead. So I can understand it from that point of view. But from someone who just likes a thing and has no involvement in it. Yeah. Personally. Well, that's it. Like as as someone that likes music but isn't in the music industry, like that's that I feel the same way as some do about video games. It's that whole feeling of I, you know, bubblegum pop is not for me, 
but I'm super happy that you found a genre of music that you like. You know, yeah. like, I will never be upset that someone found a thing they really enjoy. That's why it was really funny for me. And disclaimer, I really like Taylor Swift, okay? I, I own two of her albums and think she's a fucking fantastic songwriter and a great singer. I think Bad Blood has the greatest pop chorus written in the last decade. But it was fucking hilarious watching her fans have an absolute meltdown when Tool knocked her off the number one spot on the billboard. Because <laughs> it was just like, lads, get over it. Yeah. People like different kinds of music. Do you Do you still love the thing you love? Good, keep yeah. loving it. It's fine. People like different stuff. The old dads, let them have their one moment, you know? <laughs> that thing always makes me cringe. Like, whenever I see people upset that their worldwide mega-hit superstar musical favourite is knocked off the number... Number one. one. Think about how... Think about the amount of classic songs that just squeaked in at number 40. Yeah. and yet are legendary. Yeah. And you're upset because your favourite was knocked off number one for like a week or two. That, whenever I see people furious that like Taylor Swift or whoever was knocked off number one, I'm I'm embarrassed for Taylor Swift because if I were her, I'd be embarrassed by those people's behaviour. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that Tool fans don't behave the same way because as one, I know how obnoxious we can be. <laughs> Tall fans are amazing. Like Tool anyone I know in my life breed. who likes Tall <laughs> yeah. doesn't just like Tall. Yeah. They worship Tall. I don't know what it is about Tall. Like I've heard some Tall stuff, it's, it's fine. It's how good it's it's literally it's how good their music is. That's it. And and everyone there's going to be a 50-50 split of people listening to this of people who don't get Tool and the people who get Tool are going to be going, "Yeah, guess right." And I, I'm, <laughs> I totally get how like I've got another friend who, and she like ever since the the album came out and everything, her Facebook has just turned into a, a tall, not <laughs> even fan page, worship page, and it's amazing. They they bring out something, in, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just I'm like wow, like tall. There's no room for vagueness when it comes to loving tall. From my experience, anyone I know who likes tall loves Tool, unequivocally. Particularly as a musician, I think they hit a certain nerve. And I, 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 there's these two lads who do these reaction videos on YouTube called Lost in Vegas. It's these two black dudes who were like, they were complete hip hop heads and they got into metal through their channel from like not understanding it or listening to it ever. And oh my God, it's the most joyful thing to watch. Like they are discovering this whole new genre. And it's so funny because every time they've put on Tool, they've just had their fucking minds blown. And they just listened to something off the new album this week and they're like, yeah, we can kind of see why the Tool fans are so fucking obsessive because this music is just a whole other fucking level above. And it's so funny because, like, this is the thing with music. It's so subjective. Because people can listen to that and be like, I don't get this, I don't like it. And this is something I keep having to remind myself when I put shit out. There's going to be people. You could do yeah. the best song you've ever written. And there's going to be someone who just goes, nah. Yeah. Don't like it. Shit. Yeah. Whatever. Don't like it. It's to this or to that. And yep. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm leaving. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... We got any? Have we got anything else we want to say, or is this a? I don't know. Good place to start wrapping. 
Thank you for five years, Gavin. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege. Thank you for being one of my favourite people. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you too for, like, letting me just chat to you every week because it's become such yeah. a staple of my life at this point. Thank you for chatting to me every week. Yeah, don't don't cry, Laura, because then I will too. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's, you know... It's that weird feeling of I know it's for the best, but every day I wake up going, have I made a terrible mistake? But then I know I haven't because the time the time awaited me so much good. Yeah, you know, I keep I keep thinking about it this week going like, I don't know why it feels like such a goodbye. It's not like you're going anywhere. Oh. You know, we're still going to chat, but it's still it always feels weird. You know, we we. As humans, we mark things by, you know, we categorise things into eras, and when things end, it feels weird. Yeah, and it was quite an era. Yeah, you know? it's... It was... Yeah. Five years is... Like, it shocks me every time, because that is no small length of time. I have never worked on any creative thing that has lasted consistently five years. I don't think I've done anything weekly for five years other than this. As far as podcasts go, this is definitely like Jimquisition is the only thing I've done longer than this. And even then, like this is a Jimquisition branded thing. Yeah. Um, it's definitely it's the most successful podcast I've done. You had like Podtoid before that went like a couple of hundred, maybe. Yeah, like I've always managed to do like a couple hundred, but this like two fifty is wild. Um. And, you know, every element of this show was a, a big reason why it was successful. Like, if, if one third of us didn't work, the podcast wouldn't have worked. So I understand, even though I'm offended by people saying RIP podquisition, I do understand people's sentiment. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a small number of people. And there's going to be just as many people who are like, oh, my God, thank fuck he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I I don't think so. People fucking love you, but it's I don't know. I've... I I was I was thinking about it the other day. Like I've listened to podcasts before where you know years in people have rotated in and out. Like um one that I used to really enjoy listening to that was uh, the comedy button where one of the uh, the hosts on that left and I still kept listening and it was still a good show and you know someone leaving on good terms doesn't have to destroy something you know. It's 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 easy to in your head go oh it was change it oh it's oh it's the end but yeah but it'll obviously change it but I think it'll bring in it I'll be completely honest with you I think it'll bring an energy the show needs it'll be different you know because I can't keep you know fucking <laughs> giving a shit about the latest thing Randy Pitchford did or like <laughs> I just don't care and that's not fair on you and that's not fair on the audience. You know, <laughs> that's totally fair. But I'm I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss your calming influence and your your lovely voice and your yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a lot about you on this show. I'll miss us getting drunk together at our yeah. holiday podcasts. Oh uh, yeah, so we, we'll still do that. Giggle. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. to stop us doing that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean... you you can come on for the Christmas episode and get drunk with us and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> but. As we've said before, and we'll keep saying, literally any time you want to be back, you, you, you're welcome. You know me, I'm always available. My door is always open. Um, and it was, it's been a real trip. And, and, and as I said, El, Elden, when, when, when Elden Ring's been out a month, I'll, I'll come on and we'll... Oh, absolutely. We'll frustrate everyone with our FromSoft <laughs> obsession. <laughs> but yeah, 
you know, this this was two fifty, and there will be a two fifty one next week, and you know, it'll it'll, it'll be different. It'll be know. different, but it'll keep going. Um, yeah, but there'll be a good energy, and Conrad's fucking great, and I think it, I think you'll do you'll do fab with it. Is to the next five years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you lifting up a drink right now? Because I am. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, cheers, everyone. I just, uh, on a personal note, I just, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened. Because, like I said, I don't consider myself a particularly interesting person, opinion-wise or or personality-wise. Like, I, I don't think I could ever write a memoir, Laura, because I feel like I'm just a very boring dude, <laughs> you know. And I, it amazes me every week that that people want to hear what I have to say about stuff, because. You know, it's it's yeah. it's just lovely. And and I want to thank you all for listening for the last five years. And it's been lovely. And it's been nice to have that forum to, like any game I play nowadays, it's going to be so weird playing that game and knowing I'm not going to be able to talk about it here and, like, express my thoughts here, you know, because that's... Every every game I play these days, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this aspect here. I can't wait to talk about how yeah. much Kilovolt in Borderlands 3 pissed me off, you know, <laughs> on Podquisition. <laughs> it's going to be weird not having that and not having you two to bounce those off and agree and disagree and, you know, it sucks, but, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. It's weird. It feels like, it feels like, uh... Sometimes when you end in a couple in a relationship, you can love the person very much, but no, you're you're just at a point in your lives where you can't. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what this feels like to me, and it sucks because it's mostly outside. And you're still you're still going to be friends. It's just not going to be the same thing it was. Yeah, we're just not going to be pounding, pounding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how would Iron Bull sound if he were to say pounding it? I think he would. Uh, oh, it's been a while since I played it. <laughs> I did replay Dragon Age our, uh, Inquisition last year. Let me just. I think he'd be very glad. I think he would uh, pound and pound and pound. It's just you and me and the pounding. <laughs> just uh. you and me and the pounding. Uh. <laughs> there we go. And then Cassandra would come in. I don't believe this. I am. Fr- I am not. <laughs> I am not French, I swear. I'm Olivian. <laughs> not definitely not French. You stupid woman! That is a very big horn you have there, uh, Iron Bull. We must hide the fallen Madonna <laughs> with some big boobies. The Kunari are known for their very big horns. Mm. Lovely stuff. Oh, yeah, and by the way, let me be this my closing statement on video games on this podcast. If Dragon Age 4 is an online service game, fuck video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you fucking dare, Bioware. Look how Anthem turned out. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, let's not have another one. I love you guys, but just... Let's not do Dranthum Age. Just do your wonder... <laughs> Dranthum Age. <laughs> do your wonderful, beautiful single-player stories, please. Because that's please. what everyone loves you for. Yeah. Not a, a stupid fucking Avengers Iron Man thing that had... Less suits than Avengers and less endgame than Avengers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Understandable. Well. Well then. That that concludes Podquisition 250. Yeah. Um Gavin's 
not necessarily forever goodbye, but certainly his his, his last full time full time yeah. episode. I think Jim, you put it best when you said a step back. A step back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, Gavin, you may tell our listeners where they can still find you and listen to you and whatnot in future. You can find me on YouTube under Miracle Sound and. For those of you left who still haven't, <laughs> this is your final chance. Go and listen to my fucking music. God damn, go and do it for God God's sake. It, it's really guys. good. It's good shit. Sorry, I got a burp. Listen, listen to my music. Burp, burp. There are no burps in my music as far as I know. There might Not be yet. one in You could like, do a burpy song. Maybe I Am Pudge has a, a burp in it. Anyway, that's, that's a Mimi song. We don't talk about the Mimi songs. Go listen to my music. It's on YouTube under Miracle of Sound. It's it's music that's inspired by stories. That's what I'm going to say from now on. And you will like it if you like video games. So if you're a Podquisition listener who has never, ever listened to my music, do go listen to it because it would mean a lot to me to know what you all thought of it. Because literally every time someone has done that over the last five years, they've been pleasantly surprised and gone, oh, I thought it'd be shit. Yeah, I can understand why Because most video game inspired music Is fucking shit But mine isn't So (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm drunk guys Honestly, I'm being an arrogant prick I'm being an arrogant prick No, be an arrogant prick, Gav This is your moment, be an arrogant prick You've earned it, you put up with five years of bullshit Tell everyone everyone how great you are, you've earned it And, And find me on Twitter Find me on Facebook Find me on Instagram, it's all under Miracle Sound And for my Patreon patrons I do understand that there's gonna be A few of you who Uh, supported me for the personality side of things and I completely understand if that's not doable for you anymore but if you like my music and want to support that side of things my Patreon is there under Miracle of Sound Hey, go fucking uh, support Gav on Patreon The music is well worth supporting, it's great Help help keep me in a job (laughs) (laughs) Alright So yeah, that's the last fucking time I'll do that Until Elden Ring (laughs) Until Elden Ring (laughs) And then you can come on and tell everyone about your Elden Ring song you've done. Laura, while we wait for the Elden Ring to bring Gavin back to us, <laughs> like like the horn of something. Before before I come back to pound your Elden Rings. Oh, I can't wait <laughs> for oh. that. Um, but in the meantime, where can people find your things, Laura? Laura K. Buzz in most of the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch. Uh, YouTube, if you check YouTube out, you can see like an hour and a half live stream I did recently where I finished off that that big 600 hour Pokemon adventure. Uh, you can find me on Patreon at Laura K Buzz. Uh, that's that's what pays the bills. Patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz. If you can chuck any money there, please do. It would really be appreciated. You can find links to absolutely everything I post, be it podcasts, videos, written articles, freelance articles. Links to all of them go on laurakbuzz.com. Uh, recent things on there, there is my um definitely legit hands-on preview with Death Stranding, where I definitely didn't just review a can of Monster Energy. Um, <laughs> my John Wick Hex preview, some stuff I wrote about coming back to Yu-Gi-Oh! after a decade, my review of Kind Words, um, a bunch of coverage of Sayonara Wild Hearts, a little review of Florence, I put like four articles up today. I wrote a thing about Sonic games needing to uh, lean into the fact that they're about going fast, um, about Nintendo not being able to rely on just making its rosters bigger forever. A thing about Astral Chain's uh, 
ranking system being easier, getting me more engaged in that game. Other than that, I've got Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast I do with Comrade Zimmerman, who is also going to be on this show. I'm on seasons three, four, five, and six. As Queer and Pleasant Strangers, I talk with my fiance about stuff we've done and we do silly voices. And I've got some books. Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. You can get it as a book in book places or an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. And then there's Things I Love from Mario's Butt, which is going to be out real fucking soon. And I'll shut up now. <laughs> Laura, can, can you give me some life coaching on promoting work? Because you're so much more eloquent than I am <laughs> at that. Oh, I just fucking waffle on. I always have like a fucking list up of like, here's all the... Oh, I even forgot shit. I'm on Pixel Squirt with Mari and Stacey, who we had guests with us a while back. We talk about video game porn. I think we're talking about Bowsette in the next episode that goes up. There's that too. I think I think it's hilarious at this point that none of us has written this shit down that we can waffle it off at the end of each episode. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much sums us up, really, doesn't it? Yeah. We're all just stumbling through this as we go. I need to get a bit better about it. Like, because I don't even bother. I'm like, oh, you know. And half the things, half the people who are subscribed to me don't know half of what I do. Yeah, I saw someone say to Jim this week, you need to promote your podcasts more. And he was like, yes, I do. And I was like, now he says it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, that we finally got, managed to get Podquisition up on Spotify. Oh, um, I don't think it'll make a major difference, but I know some people don't like SoundCloud and stuff or don't have iTunes. Um, check out Boston's Favourite Son, which is a podcast, again, I do with Conrad and lovely old Jonathan Off-Road Rules, which is a quote-unquote comedy podcast. Um, you might notice on the new Jimquisition we've changed um, a little bit of the aesthetic. We'll be rolling out some more aesthetic changes, basically the black and red. It was literally never my colour. And I was playing Borderlands, colouring everything in pink and purple and garish 80s colours, thinking, I never make anything red and black because it's not my colour scheme. I should make the show more like me. So now we've got that lovely logo that uh, Justin did in its um, purples and pinks. Um, I've got a pink tie coming. So it, it won't be major changes, but the past couple Jimquisitions, we've we've changed the visual style a little and we're, we're giving the aesthetic another overhaul, which we did um, about 2016. We're long overdue, a nice little tinker. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to things being pinker because it's just so much more me. Um, and other than that, I, I mean, that's it for now. Um, i got wrestling stuff coming up, but no dates yet. Um, but do check out Pro South Wrestling's YouTube channel. Check out the Battle Rumble. It'll be... It'll, say something like the battle rumble with sterling and stuff um i was i was really pleased with surviving my first proper not the first battle royale i've been in um but the 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 other one i was in i did that cheap thing of getting in the ring sneaking out of the ring then jumping in and winning it when someone else thought they won i just ran in and dumped them over the rope i was actually kind of heavily involved in the rumble this time and did a little bit of the cm punk thing of chatting on the microphone in between eliminations and it was really good so do check that out if you'd like and but other than that I'll have a post on Patreon or something soon, probably, maybe, I hope, talking about some of the aesthetic changes and why we're doing it and and other things. Um, But none of that's come at the expense. Someone was like, oh, you should focus on your content and your ideas, not your aesthetics. I'm like, well, it informs the whole show. Wait, wait, Jim, 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 video games. Oh, God, yeah. By the way, if you yell at me to just talk about video games on Twitter, I will drag you. I will, and I'll be lighthearted about it, but inside I will also be incredibly like 
nasty about you, but just in my head. If if here's a very easy solution to your problem with people who have opinions about things. If you just enjoy their work and don't want to hear their opinions, follow their work. Don't follow their social media. There you go. Yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, like it's especially these days, my Twitter is like 50% me as a games media guy and also 50% me as a wrestling industry guy. Um, and in between that, yes, I will talk about political things. The guy who talks about unionization and capitalism and, and workers' rights on his show, yeah, he's going to be a little bit political. You, you know what the solution to that is? Support people you like on Patreon, because then you just get emailed when they put a piece of work up and you don't have to pay attention to anything else. Support people on Patreon. There we go. <laughs> I think the solution to everything is that people don't talk about stuff. Ever. Like, if 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 nobody talked about anything ever, then it wouldn't be a problem and I wouldn't have to hear about it, so I wouldn't have to think about it. That's true. We should all just stop thinking. That's the way to do it, is to just not think. Stop thinking. Just let's all become, like, big sea anemones and not think. There's an idea for Boston's favourite song, Giant Sea Anemone. I'm going to remember that. Um, okay, well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, again, thank you so much for being here for five years and, of course, being um, my friend for longer than that. Um, Christ, we've known each other a long time now. I know. Um, and we'll continue to do so. Like, what, nearly nearly nine years? It must be eight or nine years now at this point. Must be. Yeah, yeah must be. Gosh. So, yeah, I mean, terrific stuff. Um, you've been wonderful. You were exactly what I hoped for when I put all three of us together. You know, I, I've said I'm sure we'll get great comments chemistry out of this and we did we had great chat a podcast that always had me smiling and laughing and i'm legitimately sorry i couldn't give 100 percent to it anymore because never be sorry what I, wa- I wanted to it just you don't have to be sorry life life does what it does and you know as as you said with that you know relationship matter before before like some sometimes things just be people and where people are at you know yeah the ability to know when to step back and when when you need more of a break and when you need to not be so, so connected is something I can only respect. Oh, God, yeah. It's something I, I, I'm not good at doing that. I, I don't know how to disengage. One of, one of my least enjoyable uh, aspects of life in the last 10 years since I came into, and I say this in a very minor way, came into the public eye, is looking at some of the opinions I've had on things publicly and hating that I was so, uh, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Forceful in those opinions. Not forceful, but confident in those opinions. Very adamant, yeah. Adamant, that's the word. And and these days I find it so much harder to f- not just form opinions, but to keep them. Yeah. And I, I, I just, everything you say on the internet is there forever. You know, and, and people are not uh, rocks. You know, people don't just stay in one shape forever. We change, we evolve, people are liquid. We we learn and we grow. And the internet at this point does not understand that. And until it does, I won't be offering much more opinion to the internet, you know. <laughs> That's fair. Just as a heads up, I accidentally, my recording stopped for a few seconds there and restarted. Sorry about Sorry, Justin. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podquisition without a, a technical... A little technical up. hiccup, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think there's like a 15 second pause, but just to hopefully make things easier for Justin the other end. We're basically done. We're keeping in spirit. 
And I, I apologize to everyone whose windows I blew out in their car as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you so much, Gav. Um, things will literally not be the same. How could they be? Um, but again, just what a, what a great run. It'll be great and there'll be a fresh energy and it'll be awesome. And I know Conrad's going to do fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just happy that you made that move for yourself and that you will be happier in the long run for it. Because um, that is what's important. As, as Ringo never said, I just want to make some <laughs> tunes, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and they will continue to be great. To the audience, I love you guys. You've really, really made my heart happy over the last five years. And I, I can't overstate uh, how, just, just how much he did and how much it meant to me to, to have that venue every week to just rant away and that someone actually wanted to listen to that just meant the world to me. So thank you. Mm. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's it. Yeah. Th- thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to, to the show in its, in its current incarnation for so long. Um, for 250 goddamn episodes. Bloody hell. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. 250 hours plus. Plus, yeah. Of listening to our bush. <laughs> this utter nonsense. Hopefully 250 more of whatever comes next. Well, yeah, I hope so. Time shall say. Time shall I'm say. confident it will. But whether you like it or not, we will be back next week. Heaven or hail water. Heaven or hail water. That's... <laughs> Oh dear. Heaven or high water. <laughs> That's what Trump calls his bottle of Evian. That was a heated gamer moment. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say goodbye before we fuck okay. it up. Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Goodbye and keep rocking. <laughs>